I'm Brayden Stallman. And I'm Elizabeth Muriel. And this is We Function Similarly. We decided to put the character analysis skills we learned as theater majors, useless vast pop culture knowledge, and obsession with personality quizzes to the test, and created a podcast where we sort the cast and characters of our favorite movies and shows. Oh, have we got an episode for you all today. I'm so, like, this is just, like, all the background information around why we're doing it now is so important. Like, I'm so angry. Yeah, okay, so this was an idea we've had for a while. Uh, Obviously, our focus is Enneagrams and Zodiac signs, but we started off with this idea for a podcast, like, looking at, like, personality tests and stuff. And obviously, Hogwarts houses are, like, a big, like, personality indicator thing that people share. Uh, So we wanted to do this episode. Uh, We've, like, been tossing it around as an idea. And we thought that now would be a good timing for it uh, as more, actually, of a platform to discuss the issues within the Harry Potter fandom right now and the world in general. Like, let's be real. Yeah, no. I think I think this also brought up a really good and important discussion about how we can all appreciate and, like, art can be forward-moving without the artist being necessarily the most progressive or, like, I, I don't know how else to say, like, caring about other people. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, before before we get into our deep discussion about that, uh, we have one exciting announcement: is that we have opened a Redbubble store. Uh, the link is in the episode description. Uh, we have a couple designs. There's uh, our zodiac sign insult series. There are uh, is our our new logo as a sticker. There's an enneagram sticker. Uh, but the reason we're introducing it now is because all of the profits for the month of July will be donated to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, which, if you don't know, is a black queer organization. Uh, and it's an important time to donate to groups like that because uh, black people and trans people are under attack. And who are trans people under attack from but the author of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling? <laughs> Like, it's just so upsetting because it's, it's also just so unnecessary. Like, if, I just, ugh. like, if you don't have anything positive to add to the conversation, like, just don't say anything. No, exactly. It's one, so this, at the time of recording this, which is a little while before, uh, it's a week before this is going to be up, uh, we were, like, a week out from when this, like, big controversy dropped, uh, basically, J.K. Rowling has tweeted, like, vaguely transphobic stuff in the past. I kind of have stopped supporting her a while ago, but, like, she has doubled down recently, and she tweeted a bunch of stuff about how the, the tr- experiences of trans people invalidate uh, same-sex couples and uh, femininity and... I just like, come on, gender's a construct. It's not real. Like, she's so prop. Like, I just, I can't understand how one person can 
Like, sis, like you really just let people forget how problematic you were. And now you want to talk about it again. I know she really won't let people forget. Should we should we go through her greatest hits of like not just being transphobic? Okay, like Cho Chang, like the name. Oh, yes. The, <laughs> the character of Cho Chang. Like, she really, I want to say she was trying. <laughs> I like would, would love to give her credit for trying. But like, I don't know if she was. I feel like an editor was like, okay, you're on your, f- like, fourth book. Like, we need a a good not-white person in here. There's, like, a few black characters in the background. The movie's representation of them is bad, especially Lavender Brown. That's awful, because this girl was in the first four, five movies as Lavender Brown, and then recast to a white girl as soon as Lavender was, like, a real part. Who's surprised, though? Like... (laughs) Right? And, like, I feel like the problem with that is, like, okay, you cast an actor as an extra to be in the background, so they don't really do anything. They might not be the strongest actor best for the part. So, okay, recast them. Recast another black girl. Like cast someone who looks similar anyway um racism is alive and well <laughs> racism is alive and well and so is anti-semitism because the goblins in Gringotts, oh my god thinly veiled anti-semitism there anyway read the books and pretend that you don't know all the t- things about the movies and the author i don't know yeah uh real right is there also, anything else? Oh, the whole Johnny Depp thing. Even though I think I think we've forgiven Johnny Depp, I think that's what we've come around to. I think we've like canceled out Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Like we can just be like they're both terrible people. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I've, I've looked into this a lot, and <laughs> I feel like Amber Amber Heard's the fishier person at this period of time. But like, who knows? where this will go um, but at least I can watch Alice in Wonderland and Pirates of the Caribbean like f- and feel better about it now one more important critique I have <laughs> of J.K. Rowling and how she chooses to express herself shall we say is I don't remember which character it was because it's just like it's in the front part of my brain like I'm just so mad about it she was just like oh this character's gay and it's like oh yeah Dumbledore <laughs> yeah no, oh yes, I'm always upset about this. Uh, the whole Dumbledore being gay thing announced uh, after she'd already sold all of her copies. Made all of, her money, of got, the book. That, got those movies made. Like, Oh yeah, completely. Sweetie, and, you're not taking a stand for the LGBTQ community here. Right? She likes to think she's an ally, but she's not. What makes me mad is the like gay people who have supported her anti-trans comments. Uh, it made me really mad because if you're a gay person who doesn't yeah oh my god if you're a turf if you're a gay person who doesn't support trans people uh please log off we don't want your support (laughs) yeah no for real (laughs) oh my gosh at the same time though no this isn't an at the same time thing this is just like a the art on its own has given us so many good things yeah i think we have to talk about that right Cause, like, it's like I love Hogwarts houses. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think the challenge we're presented here is 
does author intent matter more than like critical like audience reception of stuff uh like if you look at other problematic figures like how are they received like michael jackson obviously did some bad stuff but you can't argue he wasn't hugely influential in how music and dance work today yeah and like you can still listen to michael jackson songs and enjoy them the thing is it's hard because cancel culture is very prevalent in our society today but it's also just art is something that once you put out into the world does not belong to you i agree like authorial intent matters yes but ultimately interpretation is also super important no completely i I think a big thing about harry potter is i don't think it belongs to jk rowling anymore it's so big it's it's like no no one person can like it's just like people can say whatever they want to say (laughs) yeah especially because she's not the only artist who's had input on how this world is developed all of those actors yeah because there's actors directors screenwriters uh, there's like ghost writers, editors, uh, the, the, uh, cursed child play all the people involved with that, which is pretty cool. I did get, I was lucky enough to see that as a graduation present. Uh, it was cool. Uh, a lot of people don't like cursed child, but because of the queer baiting, that's a whole nother thing. The queer baiting in cursed child is awful. Um, profiting off of marginalized groups is not something we can stand but yeah. it's just it's so multi-dimensional yeah i i think the best thing to do going forward is maybe don't support jk rowling any further don't buy her new books uh if you want harry potter merch shop like individual etsy stores Red yeah, like Bump. third party yeah not like the actual all the actual like wizarding world stuff that money she does get a part of maybe find an alternative there are so many designs of like house scarves out there cuter more personalized like (laughs) yeah completely uh i had something else to say along that lines too oh and like it's okay to like reread the per not the Percy Jackson books. That's our that's my other <laughs> podcast. Rick Riordan is an author we stand unproblematic fave. Um, I literally know nothing about him, but his Twitter does give me life. It's great. Oh my like, god! Like, I haven't read Percy Jackson, but this man's anger is something I support. <laughs> yes. Oh no, I love him so much. But like, you can reread or listen to or watch the Harry Potter books and movies. But it's more like, don't buy, like, the new copies of them. Uh, get it from the library instead of purchasing it. It's more about, you. we don't want to financially support this artist anymore, but it doesn't mean you have to stop loving the art that you've already loved. You know, you, and mm-hmm. if, if this, this ruins Harry Potter for you, like, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Uh, but... I think it depends on your perspective of if you separate the art from the artist or not. Uh, but there are so many other like artists you can support there. I think in the uh, description of this episode, I'll place some links to some good uh, trans uh, people of color, queer uh, authors and books. I know 
one of my favorite uh, queer books that is like Harry Potter is Carry On. If you guys have ever read that, it's almost a dreary fan fiction, but like, <laughs> but like way better and not toxic and just everything that I need. Yeah, think about how many things Harry Potter has inspired. Like, J.K. Rowling doesn't have all... Like, she doesn't get that. Yes, no, exactly. And a lot of queer people uh, really have embraced Harry Potter and it's helped people come out and it's been a real comfort for people. And the author's actions now don't change the emotional effect that the series has had on people. And also, she didn't write Harry Potter. Shakira did. Shakira did. <laughs> and it was ghostwritten by Daniel Radcliffe. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to approach this in a... Like, do you just want to go down our list and talk about each character individually? Or do you want to talk about which characters we believe are, like, Slytherins? And... I think let's talk about each character individually. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, so, so what we've done is we've taken uh, some of the greatest hits of our past episodes that we've recorded before now, and we're going to sort them into Hogwarts houses because Hogwarts houses are a cool method of sorting things. And it's really been an influence on culture. Even people who haven't read the books uh, embrace Hogwarts houses as like an identifier thing. And so... We have a couple characters from different stuff to go through and do that with. Yeah. Okay. So Iron Man. Iron Man's a Slytherin. Yeah. I thought that was very clear. Oh yeah. He, he has the charisma and lust for power. It like comes from a good place. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that as, as a Slytherin, uh, (laughs) not all Slytherins are, are evil. Not Uh, all Slytherins are evil. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is another another way that uh, the fandom has drifted from J.K. Rowling. Uh, yeah. ap- appropriated her world. Uh, yeah, no, I think that just the ambition, the pure ambition. I think it's also just the ends justify the means in a way that isn't... Like, I feel like people use that saying and they're like, mm-hmm, that means you can do bad things and, like, whatever. But it's like, I think when he's willing to sacrifice like the Avengers as like having all of the control over themselves. And he's willing to be like, okay, like we can be regulated in some ways. If only it means that we're still able to protect people. Oh yes. Oh, Captain America, civil war. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a more, not necessarily positive way. I don't think that's a negative or positive thing, but I think that's another way of being like the ends justify the means for him. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Which leads us into Captain America. A classic Gryffindor-Slytherin conflict. (laughs) Oh, yes. He is a Gryffindor. Oh, my God. This man just cares about his morals, and, like, that's it. Like, he he believes what he believes is right and will go to the ends of the Earth to enforce that. Uncompromising. Uncompromising. Oh, completely. Yeah. Textbook, textbook Gryffindor. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Leslie Nope, my gal. Leslie I Nope from Parks and Rec. I love her. <laughs> I love her too, but she's a Gryffindor. I think she's a Hufflepuff. 
Is she, okay, I see where you think she's a Hufflepuff. Um, actually, you know what? I am I'm more convinced that she's a Hufflepuff than... Oh, she's a little too aggressive to be a Hufflepuff sometimes. I don't though. think... But Actually, I don't think he means that she's aggressive. Like I think, I think Gryffindors know that they're aggressive and they don't care about it. Leslie Nope is just so wrapped up in caring about the things that she's doing that she doesn't realize how aggressive she is. I agree. I, I think yeah, she's aggressively nice in a completely unaware way, which is a very Hufflepuff. Yeah, she just cares about fairness and she wants things to be better. Yeah. Gosh, Ben. Ben Wyatt. I said he's a Ravenclaw. I also said he's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> but he's like a Luna-like Ravenclaw, where he's yeah. like a quirky ra- Ravenclaw. I think, do oh we, we type him as an Aquarius? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah, That this makes sense. Aquari- it does. Like that whole Game of Thrones chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. An Aquarius is either a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin on like polar opposite ends. There's no in between. And he's a Ravenclaw. No, he's so nerdy and like a not in like a bad way. Like I'm not saying like I think we all care a lot about school and grades and things, but just but like, that's not even what he cares about necessarily. He just like has like these interests that he's obsessed with. Exactly, and, like the board game. <laughs> oh my god, uh, cones of Dunshire. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, Troy Bolton, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Oh, Troy is a Gryffindor. That's what I said also. Oh my gosh. We will like, never experience the epic highs and lows. Of high school basketball. basketball? High school basketball. You yeah. misquoted. You did Riverdale uh, instead. We I need to do Riverdale. a Riverdale episode, but that would require us to watch Riverdale. Which I don't know if we can do emotionally. but no. <laughs> uh, Yeah, he's big Gryffindor energy. I don't need to. We don't need to explain that. Like, right? I mean, I hope our listeners have common sense. <laughs> Sharpay Evans is a Slytherin. I adore her. Absolutely. 100% hands down, my queen. No, she does what she needs to do to get where, to where she wants to go. And that's just how it is. I, slightly unrelated, I saw a TikTok today that was like, if you like stand these characters, you're a bottom now. And Sharpay was one of them. And I was like, wrong. Sharpay has the biggest top energy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did you say for Jake Peralta of the Jake Peralta of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Gryffindor? But maybe Hufflepuff. That is literally also exactly what I said. He's like either I said Gryffindor question mark. He's like a Ron Gryffindor. Like he really cares about his friends, but like in an aggressive way that's different than Leslie Nope's aggressive Hufflepuff. Yeah. Like, like Leslie is a Hufflepuff Gryffindor rising and Jake is a Gryffindor Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff rising. rising. No, for sure. Cause it's like, I feel like the way he intentionally goes about things, like everything he wants to do feels very Gryffindor to me. Yeah, completely. But then like the way it comes across because of his like quirkiness, I guess, or just like not quirkiness, just like, He's a little bit, like, too nice and, like, a little absent-minded to be, like, pure Gryffindor. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Hufflepuff Rising, definitely. Amy. Amy's a Ravenclaw, like, hands yeah. down, period. No, it was a little too obvious in my opinion. <laughs> like, she's just nerdy and organized in 
like like the very stereotypical Ravenclaw way. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh my god, Gretchen! Gretchen getting into Mean Girls. Gretchen's a Slytherin. Yeah, honestly, I think it's a little bit funny. Just like the way we see in media, like anyone who's number two is a Slytherin. Like they're just waiting for number one to like. Yeah, <laughs> but also Regina is also a Slytherin. Oh no, for sure. I think most of the characters in Mean Girls are Slytherins. I was yeah, thinking about this. The point is a little bit that they're all a little selfish and self-absorbed in like, like I need to do what I want to do way. Right, yeah. I think Janice might be a Gryffindor. Janice? I think Janice is a Gryffindor. Oh no, definitely. But Slytherin like, Gryffindor conflicts are easy to spot. It's almost easier when there's like that dynamic to type them, I feel like. No, completely. Okay, Avatar, Kataro. I had a hard time with this. I did too, because I've only seen 10 episodes. <laughs> At first, I was like Gryffindor, but then I was like, no, she's a Hufflepuff. That's so funny, because I was struggling between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. I, I see where Ravenclaw could come from. I th- really think she's a Hufflepuff, because she really values her relationships and loyalty, um, which is which is why I had the like Gryffindor a little bit in there, but I think she really cares about her brother. I think she she really cares about Aang. I think she has a hard time trusting people who've betrayed her in the past. She like has a, her episode with Zuko, Zuko when he joins the team. Where uh, yeah. she, biggest one wing two energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Which feels very Gryffindor to me. Hufflepuff rising. Sure. Okay. This is the only one I've changed so far. Wow. Zuko's a Slytherin. Yeah. No, obviously. His pursuit of honor. Like, textbook Slytherin. In the best way. I love Zuko. They want what they want, and you can't stop them. Exactly. And speaking of people who want what they want and can't be stopped... Sue Sylvester <laughs> from Glee. Oh, oh my, my God. God, Slytherin. Most powerful Slytherin in the most scary way. Like That woman could be president. Right? I mean, anyone could be president. But Clearly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much respect for her. I understand that she's a terrible human being. We've had this conversation. Yes, we've had this conversation. <laughs> uh, and our, our final character, which seems like a weird choice, but we both... I have such a love for Tina Ko and Chang that she was our other Glee pick. Tina's um, a Ravenclaw. She said she's a Hufflepuff. I see where you get Hufflepuff. I, I think th- her struggles towards the end of this, like, as she grows as a character, I think, because I think I understand where Ravenclaw's coming from for, for the first few seasons. Okay. But yes. in the second half, I think she's very concerned with fairness and loyalty. I agree. I think she's a shy Hufflepuff. And then she becomes less shy. Yeah. She grows out of it. Good for her. Good for her. Thanks for the stutter. (laughs) Love that. The dedication. Oh, iconic. (laughs) Hard worker. And that's our episode, I think. And that's our episode. Yeah. Uh, That was mostly like a fun tag at the end of a serious conversation. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, if you guys have your own thoughts about this whole jk rowling fiasco um 
That's a nice term for it, huh? Yeah, right. Message <laughs> us on our socials and stuff and uh, engage in the conversation because this is not an easy conversation and it's not over. Yeah, no, definitely. We're, we're obviously seeing so many examples like both within and outside, like the Black Lives Matter movement of just like so many marginalized people at intersections of like so much oppression. Oh, completely. <laughs> and we just need to make sure that we're addressing what needs addressing and what's most important, which is yeah. ultimately human rights for everyone. <laughs> completely. And that's why you should purchase stuff from our Redbubble store because you will get cool We Function Assembly merch, but also be don- donating cool money to people who need it i'd cool money wasn't the right term but uh to clarify we as a a collective on the verge productions which produces uh we function similarly and return to camp half-blood makes 25 percent of the profits of our sales and for july all 25 percent of those profits will be going to the marsha p johnson institute we stand. Thanks we for love. listening. Yes, we love. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't be afraid to interact with us on social media. At We Function Similarly Pod on Instagram. And at WFS Pod on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear next. And remember, we all function similarly. 